That was a good one. Uh, that was a good one. I never hit record quick enough. Welcome, everyone, to another episode, another disappointment. <laughs> I'm Nathan Morris. I am Jonathan Carroll, and this is You'll Die Trying. Oh, goodness. It's not a disappointment. This is something that we're really happy that you're here to join us and to learn and, and grow alongside us as we figure this thing we call life out. We are grateful for you listening, and especially for you who have taken the time to send us a comment um, or a question. That has meant a lot to us, and we want to certainly encourage you to do that. You can uh, look us up on Facebook, of course, uh, Facebook com forward slash you'll die trying instagram at die trying podcast and uh, also we have an email address we we do we do it's called die trying podcast at gmail.com die trying podcast at gmail.com also, see store for details yeah see store for v- details uh visit anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying to learn more about who we are and all that other fun stuff in the meantime cue jingle Welcome back from that, uh, what, 20-some seconds of pure bliss and goodness in that jingle, which, by the way, has been nominated for uh, several Tonys, Oscars, Emmys, Mm -hmm. as well as People's Choice Awards, MTV Awards, and uh, (laughs) Video Music Awards uh, from uh, VH1. That's correct. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it got nominated for a Funeral Director of the Year Award, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Nobel Prize on the way yes, for it is. Brent Lane's genius. Thank, Thank you, Brent. Brent. Yeah, Brent, thanks so much for that. What are we going to talk about today, Jay? Well, what are you going to die trying to do? Me? I'm going to try. Uh, I think it's important what I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. Oh, you have an agenda? No, just this one little topic, and then you can move on. We, we were literally just Googling palettes, so... You can actually make your own palette, and there's two-dimensional ways. Schematics. Schematics, thank you. I want to talk a little bit about decision-making. What does that mean? What am I talking about? You know those moments, those times in your life where you are hesitant to make a decision, like take that leap, jump out of the airplane with the parachute and or without the parachute. Bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. Is another idea. Thanks, man, because you kind of bounce back up all the time. Do you know what the word bungee means? No. Anything... <laughs> I don't want to know anything no. short and squat. That's stupid. <laughs> it, look it up. It's there. Oh gosh, I want to talk about you know that decision and people not forging your path for you. You know, not relying on other people to make that decision, but you making it yourself. There are people probably that are doing that all the time. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you did it today, and you should absolutely stop because you know what? I think taking the leap is pretty profound, and I think being being not disciplined enough, but being um, brave enough, maybe? Yeah, hopeful enough to take that jump is absolutely crucial and critical for the betterment of yourself and your situation. You know, something that's uh, crucial in relationships. Oh, it's okay. I'll wait. I checked. My phone went off. I got a text message. At least they have it on silent. Yours is not on silent. He secretly (laughs) sneaks. There it is. It's on silent now. Okay. But I noticed I didn't check it. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. I'll wait. I'm not looking at it. I'm taking a drink. 
Uh, it's important in relationships, especially like. I feel. I've, hold on. I feel like I'm in a room with my father. That's not good. And no, my. By te- the way, Steve, <laughs> Dad, <come> Dad, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, any relationship, it is important that people maintain a spirit of influenceability. That I am influenceable to my by my wife's uh, thinking ideas, brilliance, that she remain influenceable to my ideas. That's one of the secret uh, ingredients to a masterful relationship. So I think it's important that we remain influenceable in our relationships of meaning. But when it comes to work, when it comes to independent life, it is exceedingly important that we practice emotional independence. What if you're not happy? What if you're not happy? What are some reasons why people wouldn't be happy in their position and their in, in their in the workplace? Yeah, I mean, it, it may not line up with you. May, may not be uh, may not be your gifts, your right. skill set, right? So, what if you're if you're not happy and you've realized that? That's also what I'm kind of referring to. Everyone is if you've realized that, then that's okay, right? Take the leap. It's okay for things not to be okay. Yeah, because I believe that those things are prodding and poking us to a new opportunity, a new reality. Yeah. Before we move on to the next topic. Oh, this is it. There's no more topic. There, this is it? This is, this is it. what we're talking about? Okay. So this podcast will be about three minutes and 12 <laughs> seconds. Before we do move on, though, I think it's important. I want to challenge each of you listening. If there's a, a thing or things in, in, in your current situation that are you're not happy at or with that you can better, or maybe you can't better and it would actually cause or require rather you to change altogether and take a leap. I challenge you to do it. Consider doing it first, of course. Don't just, Dr. Carroll says that I am quick because I get excited and I do things. Don't just do that. Consider, think, talk to people that you confide in and that you trust. Be influenceable. Be influenceable. But not swayed from your principles. I agree. Yes. Yeah. All those things. Thank you for being the guy that kind of takes it home because I probably would just sound like a bumbling idiot. I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about maybe the uh, the joy, the impenetrable thrill of becoming emotionally independent. I would love to talk about that because that just sounds mind-blowing. Have you ever felt dependent upon someone? Since you've been an adult. I don't think I have. Isn't that something? I don't think I have. I've kind of been a lone ranger for a long time Mm -hmm. up until meeting Megan and then deciding to let you be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course we, we aren't dependent. We, we choose to be uh, interdependent. I'm I'm definitely codependent of you now. Yeah. Well, to be codependent, that means it takes two. (laughs) So that means I am too now. Yeah. Great. Thanks a lot. Um, But yeah, a lot of us are uh, dependent upon other people. Oftentimes adults are still dependent on their parents uh, still striving for their parents' approval, um, for them to be proud, um, for them to be accepting. There are people who strive for the approval and acceptance of peers, colleagues, siblings, friends. And all of that, and many, many more forms, is a form of uh, emotional dependence. And I think dependence makes relationships very intense in a not-so-good way. Yeah, because it makes... It, 
the expectations out of this world, right? Yeah. Being dependent, I depend on you, so therefore I expect that you better be at the curb to pick me up because I don't have but one car and you don't have a life because you're waiting on me hand and foot kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Do people really steal adult kids, adult, well, kids to their parents, like just literally do and exist to seek their parents' approval? Yeah. That's oh, sad. Yeah, absolutely. That's really sad. Another thing that happens kind of in reverse is parents fund their adult children's lives. Adult children who are maybe in their upper 20s, 30s, 40s, and the parents are still, you know, largely funding their children's lives. I call it being on out-parent care. It's like a play on words um, for outpatient. Right. So you're no longer there. You're gone. I knew what you were, I knew where you were with did that. Did you like that? I was like really, what I did. Yeah, 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 kind of good job. Out-parent funding, out-parent care is... Uh, <clears throat> Where children are still dependent on their parents, even into their you know early forties. Now, sociologists and psychologists together have said that adolescence is extending well into the thirties now. Adolescence is extending into the thirties. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How old are you? Thirty-three. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think we have to be intentional about changing our habits and our mindsets to get away from that emotional dependence. I wish people could see the new desk. Will you paint the picture of the new desk real quick? <laughs> we've uh, we've exchanged some furniture. You'll see it soon. Hopefully in January, you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, but we have, uh, we have a new desk. Um, it's not new, it's just from another room. And uh, we're still at opposite ends. We could not be farther from one another if, <laughs> than if like, I were in the other room. This is literally the king's table. Yeah, it's, it's a good solid... Uh, solid table. And uh, Nathan has a couple of electronic devices set up and uh, we have uh, some fast food trash in the middle of the table. (laughs) We literally could not be any further from each other than we currently are. Yeah. You look good over there. Thanks, man. It's good to see you. Uh, I want to uh, ask you your opinion on how does somebody become emotionally independent? God. What do we have to do? Well, first stop asking your mom and dad for money. Yeah. But get a job. Get a job. Stop your spending. Stop your spending. Get a budget. Yes, I have a budget. There's a budget worksheet, totally and readily available for any of you who do want it. Please email us at you'll die trying at gmail at gmail dot com. You'll die trying podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As far as uh, becoming emotionally independent, the want to first off, right? Yeah. I mean, I I'm still. Let's. I want to circle back real quick and talk about these. Dependent people. So becoming an emotionally independent person means you're no longer dependent upon. What's a good step for someone to take? I know of adult children who are in their early 40s who don't even speak to their parents because of some like moral high ground and yet their parents completely fund their lives. Mm. That's sad. Families, they're all dysfunctional in such beautiful ways. Every family is. This is a word to you. If, If you have ever been a part of a family... Raise your hand if you who are out there listening have ever been a part of a family. Ten and two. I uh, <laughs> I want you to know that your family is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. This is not something new to you. Mm-hmm. And because they all are. Not only our families of origin, the ones in which we were born and reared, but the families that we have since created for those of us who have created families. We are all of us dysfunctional in our own beautiful ways. My family's not at all. 
Another <laughs> thing, totally uh, next kidding. podcast is going to be on denial. Yes, that's Helena. fine. It's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> so uh, first, things, first things first, I think, to get rid of uh, emotional dependency yes. is we've got to accept ourselves. So Nathan, I'm going to give you another test. Yes. Do you accept yourself? For who I currently am? I think so. Do you think I accept myself? Well, the asking of that you, question... Well, an, you hesitated. Now you're going to get all philosophical and you're going to analyze me. It's just ironic <laughs> that in a podcast about emotional independence, when I ask you your opinion, you ask me if I think that your opinion is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what I think. It's important what you think. Do you accept yourself? Yes, I do. Have you let go of the past? Yes. Accepted your past with failures, mistakes, wrong decisions, and regrets? 100%. Have you let it go? Let, let it, it go. go. Yes, we were so off-key, but it was beautiful in itself. Yes, I have. Have you forgiven yourself? Mm-hmm. Have that you learned was, uh-huh. from it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the second thing, I think, we have to let go of the past. Okay. Right? Some people can't. It's sad because the past will always be present if the past is where you live. Yes. And if you continue to bring up the past, this is why in relationships, when you're arguing, don't be bringing up stuff from the past. Don't be saying, well, why did you six years, two weeks, and three hours ago say blah, blah, blah? No. If it's in the past, it's in the past. Deal with it once and be done with it. We can't keep bringing the past up because when you do, you live there. And when you live in the past, you're stuck. Yeah. Let go of the past. Another thing, and this speaks to a previous thing, I think we should have to decide for ourselves. Make our own decisions. Yeah. I like that. Do you think we should make our own decisions? <laughs> I don't know, Dr. Carroll. <laughs> do you think I should make my own decisions? Yes. What are some things you think we need to do to to get uh, detached? That's a clue. From people. That's another clue. Detach yourself from people. That's a great example. I think that's a wonderful. Yeah, detach yourself from people. Detach from people, or at least don't get too attached. Don't get too enmeshed. It, it is really easy for a personality type like myself to become so attached to people because, you know, I am one that likes, uh, I like crowds. Mm. I like people. I like, let's be honest, sanguine is my personality type. So I like being the center of attention. So, you know, I, I like to interact with other people and it's, oh, they're such a nice person. They're so great. They're so awesome. And then there's like lies. <laughs> no. Yeah, I probably exactly. should cut that out. That wasn't very nice, was it? What'd you say? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's so funny. You weren't paying a bit of attention to me. You really weren't, were you? You had Honestly, me. You had me. I was. You had me in the throes of it. You literally weren't paying <clears throat> the least bit of attention to me <laughs> at all. I don't even know what to even think right now. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, is ladies and gentlemen, wreck. this is ridiculous. This is <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get too attached. That's what you were saying. That's what I, I heard. I heard you say that if you see the world through someone else's eyes, you probably depend too much on them. I did say that. <laughs> I said every bit of that. Jeez, this is this is one of those things where we can't stop laughing. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, it comes back to expectations. 
I think I think we have to expect less from people so that we get disappointed less. Nathan's having a heart attack. I just attack. threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know why it's what so happened? funny to me. What happened? I don't know. I th- I said something stupid, of course, and then you said what you didn't know what I was. You weren't even paying attention to me. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, my this episode stomach, has, has been brought to you by <laughs> Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Oh. oh gosh, Whew. I'm good now. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. What else? Are you good at accepting judgment and criticism? No. Okay, that's something you should work on. Okay. And uh, do you take full responsibility when something is on you? Yes. I take full responsibility when something is not on me. That is not good. I can see the silver lining in both ways. There now. you go. I like it. Well, as a leader, mm-hmm. sometimes thing this, the buck stops, right? So you do have to take responsibility. If you're a manager on the f- uh, front of the house of a restaurant and a server gets rude and someone comes to you, okay, that's on you, right? Because that person represents you, and you represent the brand. And so, yeah, you take responsibility for what's not yours. In everyday life, relationships, friendships, even in your own work, outside of such scenarios, we have to make sure that we claim responsibility for ourselves, and we don't claim responsibility for something that doesn't belong to us, unless that's our responsibility to do, if that makes sense. For instance, there is a part of our culture right now where women apologize too much. Women feel like they have to apologize for almost anything. If a woman says something particularly strong or, or thorough or bright, oftentimes there'll be pushback. And uh, women was oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to upset the apple cart or whatever. Whereas if a man had said the same thing, there wouldn't be that same kind of expectation. It's just part of our culture. It's really sad. But we're not equal yet. Women struggle. And so they, uh, they tend to apologize for things that they didn't do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, know, <clears throat> I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense in the sense of... Why it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's sad, but it does. And I wish we could put an end to that. Uh, there's a, uh, a funny sketch that a very popular female comedian does about this um, women saying I'm sorry thing. And it's funny only in that it's like sad funny. Like, yeah. oh, it's really funny because it's really true and that's really sad. So I'd like to encourage all of our female listeners out there to... Pay attention to how many times you say the words, I'm sorry, in a given day, and ask yourself how many of those were legitimate apologies for something that you might have done wrong or missteps that you might have taken, and how many of those are just trying to smooth it over because, you know, you're a female and that's what's expected, because I don't think that's acceptable. And if we can change it at a ground level, I think it changes across the board, which has nothing to do with emotional independence, other than it does mean women should be able to stand up and speak out on their own, stand up on their own two feet, say what's important to them and not feel like they have to apologize for that yeah. because men wouldn't. Yeah. Men do that and you're like, oh, look at that strong leader. A woman does that and people call her names. It's not fair. Let's, let's go through the list of names that they would be called, Dr. Carroll. Okay, you start. Nope. <clears throat> so we want that to change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you give yourself on a scale of one to 10 in emotional independence? I'm guessing it's already told me my score. No, I, there is no, there's no, oh, oh, there's no test. Okay. I would give myself a 7.87. 7. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Thanks. 
I think there's room for gro- room for growth for me. I think that's that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hope we all have room for growth, right? What if I said ten? Would you have agreed? No. I tend to shy away from people who have those uh, perfect scores all the time. Yeah, they they tend to live on the poles. Yeah, it's the always or the nevers. Uh, yeah, I don't think never that's trust a, one of those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you um, do you uh, develop emotional ties to people pretty mm, easily? Mm, no, I don't think so. That's good. Do you consider yourself uh, a somebody only by virtue of the relationships you're in? So you're saying by my the company I keep, I determine whether I'm somebody or nobody? Like if I'm not in a relationship, I'm a nobody. No. People do that too? Do you constantly try to fix people's problems? No. Used to. Don't anymore. No longer a fixer. No. Good for you. Goodness. I'm glad you stopped doing that since this morning. <laughs> do you let your uh, your significant others decide everything for you? No. Do you do what other people want you to do all the time? Nope. Do you feel like you have walls? Yes. Is it hard for you to let them down? Mm, probably. Who's If Megan's answering yes. If a relationship becomes more intimate than you expected at first, do you feel the urge to break it off? Wait, where, what, kind of, what kind of quiz are we in now? <clears throat> well, I mean, in, uh, intimate, <laughs> I don't mean in terms of, uh, okay. you know, like a relationship intimacy between any two people, not necessarily yeah, romantic Yeah, okay, intimacy. I just thought I didn't know if we were like, taking a, a relationship quiz now. No. No? No. No, we're not. No, is my answer. No, is your answer. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so you don't try to please other people by how you lead. I mean, probably sometimes. Okay, so I would say your score of uh, what you give yourself seven a five point two. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. What seven point eight? I think that's probably. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. No, I probably would give myself around a a seven on that. Yeah. I think there's uh, always room to improve. I think we should think that way with everything in life. Always wanting to be better. Always be growing. Always. ABG. A, a, B, a, B, C. G. That's, that's yeah. ABG. A, what book are you reading? What book am I reading? Oh, well, I've just ordered a book. I'm waiting on my next book. And um, what is that book? I have a book, but you're going to make fun of me. <clears throat> Let's hear it. <clears throat> are you, you really want to hear it? Yeah. I don't know if I should tell. Okay. It, you should tell. It kind of gives it away. I'm still reading that book by Elaine Pagels called Why Religion. Did I mention that before? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I'm still, it's a big one. This book is called... Uh, He's looking it up on his phone. I, I forgot what it was called. That's how engaged you are in the Delivered. Book. That's not even in Kindle. That's on Amazon like you still haven't bought it yet. It is mo- delivered. Your, your purchase of AKC Star Puppy Positive Puppy Approach has de- been delivered. Oh, you bought a book about dogs. <laughs> yes. Do you like dogs? <clears throat> yes. I don't dislike dogs, Dr. Carroll. You're trying to back me into a corner. I don't dislike dogs. I'm not I'm not per se the biggest animal lover. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm just not good with it. I'm not patient enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard enough to have kids. What are those? <laughs> <clears throat> I want to uh, give a plug. Yes, I would love to. I like to give a plug for emotional independence. I want to give a plug for people who are not content, not happy. What would it mean for you to talk with your significant other, think long and hard and seriously about making a change, tying that rope around your ankles and jumping? Here's the question. It's a question that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has asked before. 
Can you afford to fail? If you can afford to fail, jump with both feet. If you can't, get to a place where you can and then jump with both feet. Don't be stuck doing something that you don't love doing. Life's too short. We know that among all people. I've got nothing. Listen to that guy. That's what we mean by you will die trying, right? Right. Take the leap. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Failure is just one opportunity closed. Now we get to explore something else. Yep. So that is our, that's our wish, our wish for each other. It's our wish for you. Thank you for listening. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. This is You'll Die Trying. Talk to you next time.